Let's simplify. That's the theme of this series of Soul Talks. We're Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors of psychology, helping you to thrive with Jesus in living, loving, and leading. In 2 Corinthians 1.12, Paul teaches us to behave with simplicity and godly sincerity, not by earthly wisdom, but by the grace of God. Today we're going to talk about how you can simplify your soul. We'll be showing you how our new Breath Prayer Guides resource can help you and your friends in the stress of daily life and work so you can renew your soul in favor versus the Bible. Welcome to Simplify, our series of Soul Talks. And we are Bill and Christy Galtier. So glad to have you with us. We're just back from Mexico. We were with 60 of our amigos down there, pastors who are serving the Lord in the Tijuana area. And we spent three days of soul shepherding training with them. And we're very thankful to our donors uh, to Soul Shepherding who subsidize that ministry and enable us to uh, give them training at no cost. Uh, retreat experiences and guided conversations between the couples and uh, counseling, counseling experiences, um, many uh, soul shepherding trainings and uh, also some rest and some play. And uh, it's really a beautiful thing to see how the Lord has moved on the hearts of these Mexican pastors over the years. This is uh, 10 years now that we've been doing this, Christy. It's been neat to see how over these 10 years, the way God is growing his church more and more and his people and these pastors and, and their relationships. It's been a great joy and delight for us. Yeah, by going down two or three times a year and sp- spending time with these pastors, we're seeing uh, big shifts in how they relate to each other in their marriage. And uh, the uh, women in that culture uh, sometimes uh, have difficulty, particularly in the church context, uh, being leaders. And they're learning to to lead more with, with confidence and with joy and they're learning to be vulnerable with each other in their marriage and empathize and pray for each other and work through conflicts. And they're learning many new spiritual disciplines and many new understandings about uh, psychology and counseling and emotions and relationships that really helping them. And then they're bringing that to the people in their churches and we're seeing shifts in their churches. And so, yeah, we just praise God for the opportunity to, to befriend these pastors over the years and uh, follow Jesus with them. But it doesn't mean it always feels easy and joyful for us as we're making the space for it or preparing. In fact, this year, as, as often we have, we ran into some roadblocks, into some difficulties. You got sick just three days before going, sicker than I've ever seen you. And um, then I got an abscess in my tooth the day before us going. And I'm going to need a root canal. <laughs> so there were some things that, that were stressing us. And it was just hard to even make the space and the schedule to you know drive down there, go down to, to Tijuana. And we were actually wondering if we needed to to have them proceed without us and, and ask their kind of lead pastor to lead the retreat instead of us. Yeah, I'm sure there's some spiritual warfare in there. And so we needed to really... Uh, tune into God's voice and presence and, and take courage together. And it's difficult to set aside our, our work. And, you know, you listeners, you know that, whether it's uh, going on vacation or taking on a special project, you've got things in your life and your family and your job and, and to set things aside for something else that you're going to do. It it's, can be, even if it's a good thing that you want to do, 
it can be stressful. And so, yeah, there was uh, some of us, part of our feelings was like, well, maybe we, maybe we don't do this this year. And just have to remember how much the, the pastors appreciate it and, and how God really uses that time for them and for us. And, and, you know, it was a temptation for me to uh, not practice what we preach and bring my computer. And uh, during the uh, times for uh, TLC, the, the Two Love Christ times in the afternoon, to uh, get on my computer and, and get some work done because there's a, a lot of work to do. But we don't do that when we lead retreats. And we enter into the retreat experience with the people that we're with in the community and and we practice the things that we teach. And, and so that combines... For us, we get our own retreat experience along with leading others. And so it was really good for us. Yeah, we needed that. The first couple hours in the car down, we were just quiet uh, as we were driving down, just kind of disconnecting from all that we had been involved in. We'd had some really big meetings for our ministry, and we're working on this book together, and, you know, all, all that had been involved all the responsibilities we're carrying and then i started to talk (laughs) yeah and so this is interesting i want you to uh, really unpack this for people christy let's uh, be vulnerable here because you know your listeners might get the idea okay so you're going uh, on a retreat setting and you're going to have some time uh, of solitude and silence and some meditation and scripture and some special time together as a couple sounds really nice um but it's Uh, Not always like that, is it? (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) I'd been, you know, there'd been a lot keeping you and I from having time to talk and connect. And I was having a lot of emotion that I was trying to protect you from and trying to keep aside. And and I was trying to process it with the Lord too. But um, I'm an external processor. And as I began to talk to you and began to fill you in on how how it was with my soul, I myself was surprised how much came out and how much really um, I had been holding in and not processing. And of course, the temptation for me when I'm listening to you share some ways that you've been uh, stressed, uh, felt distant from me, uh, carrying uh, a load of some frustration and some burdens because of your uh, taking on some things while I'm doing the writing. And uh, so it's temptation for me to feel guilty and to judge myself and condemn myself. And to be fair, I was judging you because we hadn't had a chance to talk about things. And so I was making some, some judgments, not knowing, you know, what your heart is and where you were coming from with some of these things. And so I was projecting into those what I thought. And some of those were judgments. And, and most of the emotions that I shared with you were negative emotions, maybe all of them. (laughs) Well, and that's that's uh, really understandable. That's what we all do when we've been hurt by somebody, or there's been some some conflict, some tension, and uh, particularly you know spouse, family member, uh, best friend, someone we work closely with, and and when we have experienced this stress or this disappointment, this this pain, and for whatever reason we haven't talked it through with that person. Then we, we start uh, ruminating and speculating and projecting and making assumptions and having these conversations in our mind and, and spinning through all that. And then it just builds up this whole internal reality mm-hmm. that has truth in terms of the emotions that we're feeling. But a lot of times it's not actually true 
to what the other person uh, intended or what's actually mm-hmm. going on in the relationship. And, and so we don't realize how much when we're, when we're in our heads and in our emotions cycling through things that it's just a lot of unreality going on there. Well, and that unreality even was distorting my my sense of spiritual reality, my relationship with God, my ability to see God in reality and to experience him and his his presence with me as I was feeling distance and disconnected and kind of alone with things from you, I also was from God, even though I knew better in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so if you can imagine, if if Christy, if we would have tried to lead that retreat without having our own pre-retreat there, mm-hmm. we have we had a four-hour drive in the car, and it would have been er- very easy to spend that time in the car uh, going through. Like I could, you were driving, I could be going through work emails, talking to you about all that stuff. There many work things we could be talking. We did a little bit of that at first, but and we could have filled that four hours. Or looking over our notes and preparing for what we were going to teach. And and over preparing, mm-hmm. it would have been over preparing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, if we hadn't have taken the time to process, and then now we go and try to lead that retreat, th- that would have been difficult because mm-hmm. then you've got some hurt and and frustration that you're repressing that you're describing, and and I've got my own version of that in this season where I've been busy, and so uh, you know, and what God ended up doing on the retreat was the very thing that we experienced in the car Mm -hmm. as each of us took turns sharing and listening and working through the tension points and the conflict. And it didn't always feel good. It was messy. It wasn't pretty necessarily. And, uh, but then we saw the Lord do that in, in different people and different couples where they, they too in their own lives had been over busy or, or uh, stressed, uh, working too hard, hadn't communicated, hadn't talked things through, weren't, individuals not being sure what they felt and were emotionally plugged up. And so then they, they get away on retreat and the Lord helps them and the exercises that we led them and help them to open up to their emotions and their desires and their needs. And so then that opens up uh, as there's that cathartic expression, because we do a lot of things pairing couples together to share with each other and small group interactions with people listening to each other and scripture meditations where there's quiet and there's reflection and and we're paying attention to uh, the, the scripture and also what we're feeling and, and listening to God in that. And these are the same sorts of exercises uh, and teachings that we do in our Soul Shepherding Institute. And so then seeing how God opens up people through that and then comes the sense of God's presence. Mm-hmm. First, not you know, not always because we have different seasons of the soul, consolation and desolation. Times we feel God's presence, times we don't. But the point is, a lot of the time when we're struggling to have an appreciation of God's presence and, and a joy in the Lord, it's because we've got all this repressed stress and hurt and frustration and anxiety. It's all being pushed down in there, and we're we're, we're numbing our emotions or we're just working and working so hard, or thinking and thinking all the time, or just distracted all, all the time. And so we're not, when we're not feeling uh, the stuff that's going on in our life, because maybe it's not pleasant, that numbs our emotions even to the blessings that God would be sending us. Yeah, we can't feel his blessing. We feel like we're alone with the hard stuff. You know, one of the pastors shared with us, he just was feeling so overwhelmed and alone with the people in his church that were hurting to the point that they were having suicidal thoughts. And 
uh, or the pastor's wife who shared about just caring for her her mother in, in ill health and, and the drain and the difficulty of that and how they started to just feel alone with that. Just like, you know, I had been feeling alone with the, uh, the responsibilities of soul shepherding. That, that happens to us. And I think Satan's trying to discourage us and make us believe we are alone instead of what we're talking about today is this reality from Psalm 18. The Lord rescued me because he delighted in me. He delights in us. And how we can take delight in the Lord, as Psalm 37, 4 says. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah, so we put those scripture teachings together in one of our breath prayers from the Bible that's in our new soul shepherding resource uh, called Breath Prayer Guides. And the prayer is simply, Jesus delights in me, I delight in you, my Lord. And we we breathe in uh, the words, Jesus delights in me. And then we breathe out the words of affection, I delight in you, my Lord. Breathing in, breathing out. And that experience of Jesus delighting in me, you know, we love because he first loved us. It it's where it warms up my heart to be able to return that smile mm-hmm. of delight, to return the love, delight to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's so, the theology there is so important that God is the initiator and God uh, reveals uh, his love for us, his uh, delight in us, he chooses us, and then our love for God is a response. We're not conjuring something up here. Uh, if we want to love God more, the way to do that is to look at God and see how beautiful he is and how gracious uh, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are with us and then receive that. And then it's out of, out of that uh, nourishment and that strengthening that we have the power to love the Lord and love each other. Yes, I mean, even it was in my receiving God's delight through you and you listening to me and you loving me, and you delighting in me, even when I was being ugly honest with you with all the Yeah, did you emotions. hear that term? I'm glad that you used that term, Christy. Uh, when Christy was sharing, I, I caught her telling me uh, that she was being gut honest, and then she uh, elaborated and called it ugly honest. <laughs> and that's how it felt to you. Oh, very much, yes. And I, I think that's really helpful wording from the standpoint of authentically as you were processing with me, you you felt embarrassed. You felt mm-hmm. like it's bad to, to have such uh, in, intense feelings of, of disappointment in me and and uh, f- feeling of had the needs that you were expressing that felt like they were like too needy. Mm-hmm. And so you, you called it ugly honest. Yeah, because it, my emotions made me feel ugly. And what I was sharing made me feel ugly. Not like I could be delighted in. But I saw that you... You were treating me with love and respect and delight and honoring me. And that was helping me to experience God's delight. And so God came and he rescued me through you, through you speaking truth and love to me. And then through that, I was restored in my ability to delight in him and then delight in his people and the work he'd given us to do this weekend in Mexico. Yeah, and one of the things I I said, and second to giving you empathy, was I pointed out that term that you use without really thinking about it, you know, ugly, honest, and and express my sadness that your sharing to you felt like you were being ugly because I didn't see any ugliness. I saw authenticity and courage and, and the vulnerability of your heart and your emotions, and, and I was uh, attracted to you and um, uh, drawn to you as a person 
and your your depth and your um, realness and rawness and your earnestness in your heart. Thank you for that. Yeah. So the expression of emotion and the uh, the cathartic release that you experienced and that uh, these uh, men and women on the retreat that we were with experienced mm-hmm. and that I experienced, this uh, opened us up to a opportunity to appreciate God's presence. Yes, very much. And it, to feel his delight and to delight in him and his presence and, and to be restored and being able to see his goodness again. It's like clearing the windows, you know, our vision so we could see him or clear his glory. Yeah. So we named this series of podcasts Simplify because, you know, we're, uh, as we're broadcasting uh, here, we're in the holiday season, Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And uh, I mean, you might be listening at a different time of year, uh, but it, it's the challenge, especially around the holidays. Uh, but uh, in the 21st century, I suppose it's any day of the year. <laughs> this life is complicated, and we, there's just uh, we're we're 24 seven potentially all the time, and and so we can get going helter skelter and uh, be very distracted from away from the main thing, which is the presence of the Lord and and serving God in all that we do. And so uh, the a word that we've been using is integrating. Uh, our appreciation of God's presence with our daily life and our daily work. And that's where using a breath prayer from the Bible can be just a great tool, just to take a simple verse and carry it with us through the day and just breathe in and out a, a prayer, uh, meditating on a phrase of scripture and repeating it a few times uh, as we're doing what we're doing during the day to help us uh, so that we're not just doing our our work or our ministry or our, our parenting for God, in which we all are doing that, I believe, and, and that's good. We want to do that. We want to live for the Lord and for God's glory. But in order to do that, we need to do our life with God. And so the, the breath prayers from the Bible are a tool to help us relate with God while we're living and while we're working. And so we got to do that on retreat and uh, you know, I'm so thankful for the the teachings that we received many years ago along the way from from Dallas Willard and many others uh, about this integrated life, and because it, it's become uh, for a number of years now just a great joy for me when I get to be with a group of people for a day, two days, three days, and just really immerse in their community and in the relationships, and to bring them a soul shepherding teaching and some experiences. And when we do that, we turn off our email and our social media and all of our other work. And we don't bring that with us because uh, we're not, we're not uh, teaching uh, 12 hours a day. You know, you've got to have some breaks in there. And, and, uh, and so learning how to, while we are teaching, that we also get some rest and we get plenty of sleep and uh, we get some soul talk time. And we'll take a walk in a beautiful place. And we'll do the meditations that people are doing. And so that helps us to minister out of the overflow. So I'm very thankful for uh, continuing to learn how to integrate intimacy with Jesus with ministry. So important for us to be, to be able to sustain the work God's called us to do. 
And so we want to encourage you with that in your life, uh, your work, uh, including if you're working in a, a, a secular job in the marketplace, uh, in your home uh, as a parent uh, and, and grandparent, uh, your friendships, and certainly those of you that are in church work or uh, missionary work or nonprofit ministry, whatever you're doing, uh, how, what a blessing it is as we take the hand of Jesus to uh, do what we're doing for the Lord, also doing it with the Lord. So in closing, we just share a breath prayer with you that's uh, in our breath prayer guides a booklet that you can order on our website. And uh, it's what we mentioned a few minutes ago. Jesus delights in me. I delight in you, my Lord. And so real simply and shortly, here's how I pray that. As I breathe in, I smile because I'm happy to receive the, the blessing of God. And I say the words to myself uh, quietly, Jesus delights in me. And as I breathe out, I, I offer my affection back to the Lord. I delight in you, my Lord. Breathing in, Jesus delights in me. Breathing out, I delight in you, my Lord. And then I can use this to abide in prayer for another person I'm concerned about. Jesus delights in my friend. May my friend delight in you, my Lord. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We've put together a new resource for you featuring one of our favorite tools for soul care and spiritual growth. Breath Prayer Guides. Renew your soul in Bible verses. You can download this on soulshepherding.org and start simplifying and rejuvenating your soul. It would be awesome if you could join us at our Soul Shepherding Institute for Training and Renewal. You can earn our certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction. We have a new cohort starting in a couple of months. 